Hi, Tain. How are you? Hello, Nana. How are you? I am good. I'm excited. I'm good. I'm good. Why are you excited? Because we're getting a break. Wow. No, because it's the season finale. Like, I'm just really, we started this, um, it feels like yesterday, and somehow we're in season six, eight finale, so that's exciting. Uh, who'd have thought, right? Who would have thought? Yeah. I went and listened, well, I tried to, I had to turn it off because it was painful. It's one of our earlier episodes, and I was just like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. We have come a long way. Yes. But yeah, so as Tang said, we we're on season six, episode twelve, and this episode is called one, like the number, not like when one. But um, so just a brief um episode synopsis for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch. Carrie meets a new man. Charlotte suffers a miscarriage. Miranda has trouble saying I love you and Samantha panics when she finds greys in her pubic hair. So what did you think of the episode? It was okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed one storyline best, but mm-hmm. it again, I think I've been saying this a lot this season. It didn't feel like a season finale, but um, it was a nice story. Okay. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't really... I know, like, it technically is, but in my head, it's still not a season finale. I don't know. I don't know. I know it technically is, but because it's split into two, maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. They have ways to do it because that was the era of splitting. I don't know if it was eras, but there was a whole bunch of shows that split their season finales, and Mm -hmm. they felt like it. Breaking Bad did it. Mad Men did it. Just some kind of thing that you could give us to feel, especially since the next season. This was 12 episodes. The next one is just six. So they could have just put something, not to feel like final, final, but sprinkle in something. Like, I'm really surprised they didn't switch it up where Big was in this one. I feel that's that's what I was saying. I feel like it didn't feel like it because maybe it wasn't initially. Do you know what I mean? No, I know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, that's because okay. no, usually like the season finales. I feel like it usually ends with like all four of them like doing something together. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then I don't know. They should have tried something. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I, I get what you're saying. It's it's fair. But yeah, I I enjoyed this episode um, generally, I think. I don't know, more than a few of the last, because like you said, it it has been a bit painful sometimes because it feels like it's nothing happening, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think before we get into the episode, because um, it looks like we've had just a a few new listeners. So like this, usually after every season, just in case people don't make it to the very end, after the season ends, and yeah, 6A is an end, counts as an end for us, we usually take a break before we come back for the new season. So fear not if you do not see new episodes, and we usually don't know when we're going to come back. You just yeah. subscribe, and you find out when we come back. But we'll be back, for sure. Yeah. For 6A. And, but I will guarantee our break won't be as long this time as it was last time. <laughs> last time <laughs> was disgraceful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not I'm not guaranteeing with Nana yet because we don't know. <laughs> nah, that one I'm guaranteeing. The last break was disgraceful. <laughs> it cannot be that bad, please. <laughs> but yeah, so the episode begins um with Charlotte and Carrie. Charlotte has dragged Carrie along to an exhibit where a woman has decided not to talk or eat for 16 days. And I was being lazy, I should have Googled it, but isn't that like beyond the time you can not eat for and not die? <laughs> you know I, what I, mean? I know you can go for like that long without. Well, I guess it didn't say she wasn't drinking, right? Yeah, I that's what I was going to say. We don't water. know if she was drinking water because I'm yeah. just like, you're not peeing. I don't, yeah. I didn't get it, but it's one of those things that Sex and the City likes to shoehorn. And not to say people don't do it in real life, but. Yeah. I don't know. Six days without peeing sounds like a affliction. Yeah. Do you know what? No, I actually didn't even think it was weird. I can't even lie to you. Growing up with David Blaine and all his weird antics, you know, <laughs> he literally just what spent however long in the cube on top of the Thames as well. I'm just like, oh, artists or magicians. Weird. No, they're not weird. <laughs> Yay, art. But <laughs> Sorry. 
Of course, um, Carrie doesn't take it seriously and makes a joke about the artist's insane bedhead. And while Charlotte and her are giggling, she notices a man staring at her. She sees him again in the lobby as they're leaving, and Charlotte freaks out because he's a famous artist named Alexander Petrovsky. He's played by Mikhail Boroshnikov. And Charlotte tells him how much his work means to her, but he only has eyes for Carrie. He challenges her about laughing at the um, exhibit, and Carrie says, look, they're depressed women not eating or drinking all over New York. And she bets that if she were to come here at 3 a.m., the artist would be around the corner having a burger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alexander asks Carrie her name and asks her if she's a comic <laughs> in a somewhat sardonic manner. It made me laugh the way he said it. Like, yeah. And Carrie seems confused that she hasn't managed to immediately, like, outwardly charm somebody. Mm-hmm. And Alexander leaves in the middle of a typical Charlotte spiel, which made me laugh. He literally just walks out. It's just all talking. <laughs> I want to say that Charlotte looks so great in this yes. scene. She just looks as usual, ethereal, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, I don't think like Carrie is wrong, but Carrie's just so annoying. Like, can you take <laughs> anything seriously? Like, yes. everything is always like a teenager. Like, yep. it's not. It's uh, I don't know. But Do you know what annoyed me about this episode, Tane? Like, exactly what you said. And I know we're going to get to certain parts. There's some parts of this episode where I'm like, oh, Carrie's actually been a great friend. And I did actually think she was a good friend to all the other three women for once in her life. But then it would be scenes like this that make me irritated with her again. Because I'm just like, oh, God, she's so annoying. (laughs) And honestly, if we didn't think that uh, Carrie's um, men picker was off, this is the final nail in the coffin because I have memories of Alexander, but he was like dismissive from jump. Like you could tell he was an asshole from jump. And of course, that's what makes Carrie's body tick, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember much about his storyline apart from Paris. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to me, I, I'm kind of enjoying him not being charmed by her <laughs> so far. So I'm <laughs> sorry, because her whole ditzy thing, I just keep thinking you're actually a grown woman sometimes, and it just really annoys me. So I yeah, uh, enjoy it, but he's not impressed with that. But that's what I'm saying is like, we enjoy it as an outsider. As you, uh, as someone, if you're not being charmed, if the person you're trying to charm is not being charmed by you and it's kind of to me i felt he was dismissive when he was like you are a comic and you i I get it he was intrigued or whatever this is like big part two (laughs) where they're not impressed by you that's not what you want to date we can enjoy it we're not dating him but you are like ooh. so good luck to you (laughs) from the frying pan into the fire. No, okay. there's no way anyone's worse than big. So I guess from the fire into the frying pan. But yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like Alexandra gives big Really? Okay, I'm actually interested to see now. <laughs> I've said it I've said it before where I said, honestly, I think I understand now why she ended up with Big because she was the lesser of three evils. Oh my god, she's... And Alexandra. Yes. I can't wait wow. for your opinion on him, but yeah. Oh, God. I I don't know what... You know, the funny thing is, I can physically remember where I was when I was watching these episodes, like this whole Russian, like, storyline. But I don't remember the episodes, apart from the Uh, Paris thing. And I find it so weird, because every time I see it, I can, like, physically see myself in the (laughs) sixth-form common room. (laughs) But I don't remember, like... Memory is a weird thing, but anyway... So, um, Alexander, uh, where was I? Sorry. Yeah, so we are with Miranda and Blair Underwood again. And they're at her place. They're getting ready for a date night. He's brought over pizza and another box. And he says it's a surprise and she can't open it until after the pizza. But unfortunately, he has to rush off to the hospital before they can even enjoy their night. And Miranda, of course, opens the surprise as soon as he leaves. And it's a giant cookie with I love you spelled out with chocolate chips 
Miranda panics and starts scarfing down the entire cookie. And it's a giant cookie, guys. She, like, just starts <laughs> chowing down on it. Yeah. It's, like, the size of a medium pizza. And she really yes. just breaks that thing into... It was hilarious. It was so yeah. good. How can one person eat a cookie that big? Like, how? It's possible. I Do just you think, think it is? Yes, I think it is possible. Like, it seems large, but honestly, in our moment, maybe I should not, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I'm going to speak for myself. I feel like in our moments of gluttony, like sometimes, mm. it's just things where people are like, you cannot eat a whole, and you're just like, I can, I have. Yeah. And then you feel sick afterwards, but you're yeah. just like, why not? You're just like, just a little piece, just a little piece, yeah. and then you just end up eating the entire thing of whatever the food is. And you're like, damn. That's so true, because even today, I said, oh, I just wanted something sweet. So I was like, oh, I've got ice cream in my freezer. I'm like, oh, I'll just have a bit. And I was like, oh, should I just scoop some into a bar? And I go, no, I'll just eat a bit and put it back in the free- freezer. And I ate the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So it is possible, especially if it, it sparked something traumatic in her, which we'll find yeah, out it kind of did. Then. <laughs> yeah, clearly, because who panics and anyway we'll find out like you said so the next day she's with Carrie they're walking down the street and she tells her all about it she worries that her reaction was weird but Carrie assures her that Robert is perfect for her and then we also find out that Brady is turning one were you as shocked as I was (laughs) yes because Because I feel like Brady's been around forever Yes, I'm like, see, time is just a construct in this show. We yeah. don't know when is or what isn't, but they tell us he's one. We're like, okay, Brady is one. Let's go. I swear it's been like three seasons since Brady was one. I can't even lie to you. I guess it was. I was trying to think about that, but I guess it was the season finale of season five. But then I was really? like, was it four? It was the season finale though, when because Harry was around. Oh yeah. I just feel like Brady's been around forever. <laughs> Whatever. And I was like, one, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, so she's throwing him a party at the weekend. And Carrie asks if they're gonna be clowns there. <laughs> and she reassures her that there won't be a clown there. Why yeah. are Americans scared of clowns? Is that the same in the UK? I mean, I know some people are scared of clowns, but I do think it's become a more common mainstream thing. So sometimes, not to be shady, I'm like, are people just saying they're scared of clowns to jump on the trend, or are you actually scared of clowns, you know? So it's a thing in the UK, too? I mean, yeah, I knew people who were scared of clowns growing up. No, 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 I know, like, people, like, but I just find, from the people I've encountered, it just Mm -hmm. seems like it's an American, like, you will find a higher average of Americans who are like, oh, clowns, I don't do clowns, or whatever, like, say... I, like let's say for Nigerians, I find more Nigerians are scared of dogs than say clowns. We're not scared uh-huh. of clowns in our childhood, so I just didn't know if it was like an American thing or Western thing. Or I don't think I've seen that in tropes for European countries. Like oh, we're but scared of clowns. You say that, but I also say I've seen clowns here way more than I ever did in the UK. I feel so like people that, are more likely to hire clowns here than they are in the UK. So that answers my question. So maybe it's not a thing because it's not clowns are not even a thing in the beginning. There, like it's I a mean, thing. They are a thing, but just not as common as here. That yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, okay. I just feel like it makes it a bit harder for me to answer your question about whether people are more scared of them here than they are in the UK. If it just there are more of them here, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't think I can answer that question fairly. They make their way to lunch and with Samantha and Charlotte. And Samantha pulls out a pair of reading glasses to read the menu. And they all stare at her. <laughs> but she proclaims, yes, I need glasses and I'm not ashamed. I have a sexy young man who loves to fuck me and I'm fabulous. <laughs> and she reads it like a mantra. She's clearly been practicing and saying this to herself. So yay for growth, I guess. <laughs> um, while they're waiting for Charlotte Carrie asks if they've heard of Alexander Petrovsky Miranda hasn't but Samantha is super impressed and says he was the number one hot guy at Studio 54 back in the day and he apparently dated every top supermodel in the 70s and she does some maths and concludes that he must be around 53 now Miranda also does the maths and <laughs> she figures out Samantha's age 
But Samantha actually beats her to the punch and proudly declares that she's 45 and has nothing to hide. And then they all cheer, which made me laugh. Did you do the math to know what is Samantha lying about her age or? No, I didn't because oh, okay. she said she's 45 and has nothing to hide. Samantha oh. would have, yeah, I just took her word for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why okay. did you? No, 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 no. I was like, I didn't have the energy to do the math because I was like, I didn't get if the joke was that she's been lying about her age the whole time because I I think we even talked about it a few episodes mm-hmm. ago where I'm like, no, she's older than they are and she's in her 40s. But I was like, wait, is she lying this whole time? And that's why they're mocking her. But I, no, I, mean, that was I feel like the joke was like she never wants to talk about her age at all. And she's finally said it out loud that she's 45. That is the age she's been saying. But really? Yeah, because remember when that whole, it, it came out when they went out to the college thing or whatever. But it was just because Miranda said, oh, and that will mean your true age is, and I was like, wait. So is she lying? <laughs> so that was the only oh, thing that okay. made me think of that. So yeah, if she's 45, I'm going with Samantha. She's 45. But I think what I found weird was the way Carrie kept saying, I met him, without mentioning that she was with Charlotte. It's not oh. a big deal, but the way she kept saying it was like, oh, I met him, I went to this thing. She never said Charlotte and I went to or we did. And I was like, oh, that was interesting. I, I didn't think about it at all, <laughs> to be honest with you. But yeah, I guess that is weird. Um, Charlotte finally arrives and immediately announces that she's three weeks pregnant. She's deliriously happy and everybody is so happy for her until Samantha ruins the mood by aggressively scratching her pubic area and announces that she's itchy because she's growing out her pews because Smith likes a full bush. And I'm like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I I totally Mm -hmm. forgot that Charlotte got pregnant. And to be honest with you, I thought she was going to say that she just feels that she's pregnant Mm. until she said the doctor called. I really just thought it was one of the things where she thought she was manifesting the stuff. But I Mm. felt, I don't know her, it's not a real character, but I truly felt happy for her when I thought that that it was a thing. So it was nice that um, everyone was happy for her, but I don't know if Samantha was because that was poor timing. <laughs> Very poor timing, and she was like aggressively scratching. I'm like, girl. Anyway, yeah. Um, we find out that it's now Wednesday, and Alexander calls Carrie, but Carrie hangs up on him, thinking he's dialed the wrong number. After he apparently takes too long to identify himself, and she does this again and again until he finally manages to get a word in and identify himself on the third try. And maybe I was being sensitive, but this whole thing really irritated me when she's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. And I'm like, well, if you shut up and let him talk, <laughs> maybe you would actually understand him. But oh, um, I took it really worse. I thought she was referring to like his accent saying. I yes, that's what I mean. Oh, that's okay, yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay, like, that was... When she was saying she doesn't understand his accent. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. And I just thought it was so rude. It really rubbed me the wrong way. It was. It really, really rubbed me the wrong way. So, yeah. So, anyway, he asked Carrie out and he proposes that they go and see if the artist really sneaks out to eat a burger at 3 a.m. And he asked her to meet him at 1 a.m. for dinner before they head to the gallery. And she asks if she's going to be sold into white slavery, another ick. And he takes her. <laughs> He he takes her at her word. He's like, sorry, I don't understand. And she explains it was a joke. And then he says, okay, comic, and hangs up. (laughs) Which made me laugh. Which, going back to things that haven't aged well, I feel like people don't say white slavery anymore. Now they'll say, like, trafficking, right? Mm, I don't think two go together, but but I don't think I hear white slavery anymore. Yeah, I can't, literally can't remember the last time I heard that, but <laughs> did not like that joke either. So, <laughs> Carrie then gets a call from Harry that Charlotte has had a miscarriage, and she rushes over to see her, and Harry says she's been sitting and staring since morning, and she's not doing good. And I did like that Carrie also asked Harry how he was doing. I thought that was a nice yeah. touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just really sad, really sad scene, I can't lie. 
Carrie offers to make her some tea, but all Charlotte says is she can't go to Brady's party at the weekend. And Carrie says she understands and just like pats her on her head on her head. Sorry. But yeah, I, Charlotte looks devastated. That was some great acting by Kristen Davis. Mm-hmm. She killed it this episode yeah, for real. She did. Yeah. She really did. Um, Miranda and Robert are hanging out at her place again. Um, he's helping her get um supplies together for Brady's party. And he asked why she hasn't mentioned the cookie and the I love you. And he, she tries to play it off, but he's like, uh, it's been five days. And I was like, oh, damn, girl, like nothing. And she says, oh, it was so sweet. And she just, like, kisses him. It's really awkward. And he's clearly not stupid either. So I just feel like that's your answer right there. I don't know. I've been on the receiving end of I love yous when I didn't feel it. And it's just always awkward. Always awkward. I just feel like there's... I was about to say that's not a good way, but I do think there are better ways to handle it than others. But it's just very awkward. I can't lie to you. Yeah, but is the onus on... I don't know what I was watching that made me think of this. When somebody... Okay, I know what I was watching. I'm watching a reality show, and the person said, if you feel something or if you love someone, just say that you love it, but don't expect the other person to say it back so if you choose to say it you have to also take that risk that they're not there yet it doesn't mean that they might not get there or they're not there it could also mean they're not there but you should be able to take that risk so if you love someone you can either keep it inside you and choke and die on it or you say it and whatever happens be ready to receive it but you can't predict or what the other person should or how they're going to react or what they're going to say I think that's all well and good in an ideal world. Obviously, that's how it should be, but that's not life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Of course, people are going to want or expect you to say, I love you back. That's just human nature. But the scenario you said, that's how it should be. But we don't live, like, according to things that make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of times people do expect you to say it back. And if you don't say it back, even if they think, oh, it doesn't matter, I just want to tell you, it makes it awkward. It does. And I feel like unless you address it, it's going to remain awkward. If I was Miranda, what I would have done was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. I've enjoyed, I am, I am enjoying my time with you. I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm really happy that you think this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it makes mm-hmm. me feel good, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think she handled it the best, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I do also feel like, why are you telling her you love her? How long have you been dating? It's not been that long. Relax. But (laughs) (laughs) to each your own. So um, Miranda calls Carrie to complain about her inability to say I love you. And she says she's just never going to be happy. And Miranda asks her if she loves him. And she says... Miranda, sorry, Carrie asked her if she loves him, and she says, how can I love him if I can't even say the words? And then she always thought the right guy would make all her bullshit calm down and go away, but Robert is the perfect guy, and she still can't say I love you. And she wonders if he's the one, and if she's going to ruin her life by basically like her inability to say I love you to him. And Carrie says... It's too late to ruin her life. And the only thing she's going to ruin is her night and Carrie's night. Miranda is not amused by the joke, but Carrie tells her to stop stressing and to try and get a good night's sleep. So I had, (laughs) I have a question for you. So do you feel like, um, I don't know, this thing kind of, I don't know, it kind of hit home a bit because I get the whole, thing of you thinking oh you're gonna meet someone amazing and they're gonna make you be amazing right along with them right and Miranda's realizing she's still neurotic and all of that even though she's met the perfect guy on paper but do do you what (laughs) did you think of the scene yeah okay yes I have thoughts I think it hit me I don't know maybe we talk about I don't know but it just hit different and I just realized that I wanted to disagree with Miranda, but except for Charlotte, I think she's kind of right. The women don't know what to do with quote unquote 
good men or men that might be good for them. Because look at Samantha. All the man wants to do is hold her hand and it's just there and accept it for her. And she's like, what are you doing? I get it. Samantha has her own things about whatever. But remember how she acted towards Richard versus him. Like, she understands that and that's what she goes to. Look yeah. at Carrie. I don't have examples. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I meant I'm not. I, there's so many examples to pick from for Carrie. Like, if he's an addict or if he's not avail- emotionally unavailable, whatever. That's where she thrives. Like, we Aiden has his problems, but Aiden was kind of good to her, and she was panicked. Like, she was had hives because mm-hmm. she was thinking. So, if the chaos is not there, they don't want it. Yep. Just so, that Miranda didn't want Steve, right? Well, when she had him, until he when he until yes. he started dating someone else. else. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I that's why I said it was like I really wanted to disagree with her and I don't know what to do because I was looking like I was looking at Char- uh Carrie and I'm like, you know what? She handled this well. And you know, we've had, you know, some conversations about honesty with friends or this or whatever. And I was looking at if I was Carrie, what would I have said? Yeah. But I think a good night's sleep is a good thing to say. Yeah, I thought it was great advice. In that honestly. moment, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I said. This scene really hit home because I feel like I've had similar conversations so many times in my life. And literally, the best advice I've ever received has always been you're overthinking it, stop stressing about it, just relax, go watch something, or go to sleep. <laughs> Everything will seem clearer in the morning. And usually it does. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I did think it was good advice like I'm not even I can't even be mad at carried that much this episode I do think she was actually being a friend to others for a change which is you know rare yeah but that's also where Charlotte's determination to achieve a goal or her goal of being a pick me of getting married I guess kind of helped her because mm-hmm. she just had a goal and was like listen if you're not meeting this I'm not doing this because Charlotte is quick to cut a bitch and yeah. when I mean bitch, I mean these men. Because remember that one guy, she's like, nope, this is important to me. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. So. Do you think Charlotte is a pick-me? I actually don't, you know. Mm, maybe she's not, but she kind of has the, I. she kind of has the characteristics. Okay. Like, wanting to be a wife and what a wife is supposed to do and I have to cook and I have to clean and I have to do this to present society I'm not I have to have a child I have to be by a certain age so yeah I do yeah no I, I don't th- actually yeah just as you're saying it I actually think it even solidifies them. I don't think she is I think if I had to place her in like the modern day girlies she'd be those people who are obsessed with femininity those femininity coaches mm-hmm. they're another one she'd be one of those but I always think of a pick me as women who talk down or put down other women to make themselves look better than the other options and I don't feel like Charlotte does that She's concerned uh, about herself. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so makes sense. Her, yeah. But you, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, pick me, pick me. I'm not like these other bitches. Oh, you know what I mean? And I don't get yeah. that vibe from Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I have pick me defined wrong. I just thought pick me was someone who thinks if I do this and do that, then I'm perfect mm-hmm. white material. Look at me. And I think Charlotte is the kind of person that would look down on someone. Like if they decided oh, I wanted to marry a Samantha. She'd be like, why? Why would you want to marry a slut when I'm a good girl and I do this and I'm the perfect whatever and stuff? That was how I was looking at it. Got it. Yeah, see, yeah, that makes sense to me why, you, yeah, how, how you got to that conclusion. Because I do think that's what makes changes from someone who, you know, wants to be all feminine and traditional to a pick-me. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to have the element of putting down other women. But yeah, personally, I haven't seen it from Charlotte. She definitely seems like she could have the potential to be like that. But yeah, so I can't, I can't call her quite a pick me. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, we then get our question of the week, and Carrie says we're constantly bombarded with the notion of the one, even beyond romantically. It seems you're always looking for the one thing to make our lives complete: that job, that chance, that family. I couldn't help but wonder. (laughs) 
when will waiting for the one be done? And I actually really like this week's question. I'm like, ooh, good question. I was about to say for a change, but let me give her some, let me give her a break. We have had some good questions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and again, I don't know. I feel like this episode was like hitting for me because it wasn't even that long ago I was talking to a friend about how we are always chasing the next thing. Like you put this thing in your head, like, oh, you know, I need this job. If I just get this job, everything would be better. Or if I could just buy this house, everything would be better. If I could just get married, everything would be better. If I could just... And it's like, we're always putting one goal in front of us. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you hit that, you never even sit to enjoy it. It's like, oh, what's next? What's the next thing that has to be the one thing I need to make myself happy? Mm-hmm. And I do think, like, we're very guilty of it. And society is, and it kind of reinforces that. What did you think of this question? Yeah, um, I thought it was a good question. And to answer her question, I mean, it's done when you find... She said, what was it? Uh, when are we done when you... When, is it done? Sorry. When we're waiting for the one be done. Yeah, and I was like, you'll be done when you find the one, the two, or the three, or the whatever. Um, Yes, you're right that after everything, there's also one thing to do. I think that's human nature, and then we die. Mm. But I think sometimes... Every now and then, and I think, especially after COVID, again, let me just speak for myself, you get to stop and smell the roses because I think it can be healthy to have one goal, one goal, one goal, just not put so much pressure on it. I'm in a stage of my life where there's been goals and there's things that I want and whatever, and I think I'm kind of living in the era where there's some goals that I wanted years ago that I'm enjoying or whatever, and I'm in the area of chill. Where some people, like in my career, some people want to be like directors and things or whatever. I don't want it. I just want to get my paycheck and chill. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so there is one goal after the other. I think it would be, quote unquote, strange if we didn't have a goal. I think it's what keeps us going. Because even when there's no goals, that's, then you see the opposite of where people are in a state of ennui and feel like they're stuck. Yeah. But so, that, that, do you think, I, I don't mean like not having a goal, do you know okay. what I mean? I feel like no one ever sits to enjoy the accomplishment before it's always like, okay, what's next? I think uh, that's um, what my issue is. Yeah, I think that's a thing. I can't relate. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> there, are things, there are things that I desire, and I think like there are things like we categorize into things that you can work towards and things that are out of your hands, but you're right. We're in a go, go, go. And people who are like under pressure, social media, you have to do that. But I feel like something shifted after COVID where you see a lot more people like, I'm just going to relax, but I don't know Mm. if that's just a myopic view of a little bubble that I'm in. Mm. I don't, yeah, that's interesting. I hope it sticks, though, because it's not a healthy way to live, right? (laughs) I feel like, yeah, 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 I think I see a lot more people now that are just like, I'm quitting this to pursue this, whether stupid or smart, because sometimes Mm -hmm. you you still have bills to pay, but Mm -hmm. I see a lot more people, um, yeah, I think a lot of people just realize, like, mortality, like, you do all this, you chase all that, and then you die, and then it's like, yes, I feel you. And I won't discuss the whole idea of the one. I feel like we've discussed it in earlier episodes ad nauseum. So <laughs> about whether we think the one exists or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so listen to the old episodes if you haven't. So um we see Samantha blow drying her hair out of um fresh out of the shower. And then she also blow dries her pubes and she notices a grey pube. She panics and considers plucking it out but then decides to dye her pubes instead and she leaves it on too long and it turns bright red none this whole storyline none of it made sense to me i'm so sorry because why first of all if you decide to dye your pubes okay why would you do it yourself this is someone who goes for waxes do you know what i mean why wouldn't you get a professional to do it for you can i ask is that a thing though yeah, I mean, people get their pubes get shaped into hearts and dyed pink and all of that. I'm sure they're like pube safe dyes, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought it was 
insane to put those chemicals directly on your bush but yeah <laughs> i'm just i mean tmi but i, I mean yeah i was just curious i haven't had peeps in years so i was just like that's true when you said the heart thing people did used to do that back in the day yeah. and hearts and dies so i'm just like is that still a thing though <laughs> i'm sure people still do i'm sure there's someone wanting or even people covering up graves i'm sure that's a thing you know but i just can't imagine you doing it with like box hair dye that's just a bit insane to me but hey to each your own if any of you do you should let us know oh maybe not <laughs> no i actually want to know let me know you don't have to let Tay know i want to know <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. I'm not even thinking like so it'll be like a regular wax store, like a salon. Like what kind of store would it be? I feel like a spa, like any regular like where you get treatments. Okay. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's that unusual because even sorry, this is again. I think I've mentioned it before. Like I'm obsessed with um pimple popping, ingrowing hairs, all of that. People run spas literally to pull out. People book sessions just for people to pull out ingrowing hairs on their pubes. Like this doesn't seem like a stretch to me at all. No, I'm not thinking it's unusual. I just have no knowledge, so I'm yeah. just asking what kind of business. Like what you just said now with the ingrown hair just to pull out. I didn't even know. That was a thing. Yeah, because when people get waxed and sugared, like a lot of people suffer from that. So, yeah, they have services for that. I don't know. But I haven't purposely looked for people dying um, pubic hair, but it wouldn't surprise me if there is. Okay. But um, we get a smash cut from Samantha's red curly bush right to the head of a clown. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) that cut, like, sent me. Um, because of course there is a clown at Brady's party because Steve's mother has hired a clown without anyone's knowledge, but yeah. And she's like, oh, it's for the kids. And Miranda's like, Brady's the only child here, which again, (laughs) very good point. This woman is insane. We also find out that she's also brought her own beers. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh God, sorry. And then Debbie and Steve arrive, and anyway, maybe I thought it was weird because I'm like, Steve, why weren't you there to even help set up? But anyway, whatever. But yeah, Debbie and Steve arrive, and Steve's mother clearly loves Debbie because she gives her the warmest of greetings and a big hug, and she also gives her one of her beers. Miranda um, sees that Harry has arrived and uses him as an excuse to escape. And she asks him how Charlotte is doing, and he says the same. <sighs> we then... Steve's mom was drunk, right? What did you say, sorry? Steve's mom was drunk, right? I always think she's drunk. She seemed right? drunk to me. Okay. I generally feel like this woman's always drunk. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, because I was going to say Steve's mom was an alcoholic. Then I was like, okay, they never actually said. Then I was like, am I making this up, or is it like every time we meet her, she seems a little loopy. Yes. But then yes. I was like, okay, maybe I'm just making it up because I don't know. Okay. No, she always seems drunk to me. I can't lie. Maybe she isn't, but that's just how she seems to me. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, we see Charlotte flipping listlessly through the channels. And then we see an E! True Hollywood story about Elizabeth Taylor. And you, I know you'd be the person to ask him, do they still make E! True Hollywood story? Because I used to love them back in the day, but I haven't thought about them in probably decades. No, oh, no, God. they try to bring it back and then it didn't last that long, not too long ago. And then now I think it's off again. But I had the same notes. I was like, I miss E! True Hollywood story. Those, that, that was great. That and pop-up video on VH1. Pop-up video was my shit. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Morning. I loved it. Like, we're rebooting everything. Like, just bring it back. And maybe it'll you make us... crazy it. you say that? I was literally reading something yesterday about how um, Netflix are releasing a director's commentary on Knives Out, Glass Onion. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I miss director's commentaries. Because that's another thing streaming killed. That like, we don't get that anymore. I used yeah. to love director's commentaries. Like, I don't know if you guys, like, Ben Affleck, I just felt like his Armageddon director's commentary was great 
actually a lot of movies he's been in his comment i just i love hearing like the behind the scenes and it's such a shame that that's become victim to the streaming age bring it back bring it all back I think it's coming I, slowly but surely. I think it's coming back because I've noticed a lot of these movies. I'm not. It's not one of the things that I'm interested in. But I've noticed like on the streaming on HBO and stuff. There, there's, there's now directors' commentary slowly coming back. And you know, if one Good. does it, they all start doing it. So Good. I think Bring I wish my true. But yes, like, yeah, I behind the it. music, I think they brought back. But it's on Paramount Plus. But I don't think it's getting that much promo. But yeah, each mm-hmm. Hollywood story was a thing was a good thing i mean i loved it um yeah so it's the only thing that's made her perked up perk up and she looks interested and carrie finally arrives and of course the clown is the one that lets her in and she looks super freaked out by it but samantha rushes over and grabs her drags her into the bathroom and says she needs her and once they're there, she says she found a grey hair down there and it's a disaster. And Carrie's like, okay, it's part of getting older. But Samantha's like, no, like, she can get older, but this, she points to her pubic area, cannot get old. Sorry, I keep saying pubic area because I'm trying to avoid saying vagina when I don't actually mean vagina. But I know we all say it, but I'm trying but it's not coming naturally. But anyway. I think pubic area is the right thing to say. Yeah. I'm not going to say her, hair. Mon, her mon's pubis. <laughs> but anyway. Just her pubic hair works. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like so um, scientific. But yeah. So anyway, she says she considered tweezing the hairs, but you tweeze once, six more arrive. <laughs> arrive for their funeral. And then she admits that she used the hair dye, but turned a bright shade of red, and Carrie is like, look, I don't have time for this. But all jokes aside, this is clearly really bothering Samantha. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> she lifts up her dress to show Carrie <laughs> whether Carrie wanted to see it or not and calls herself Bozo the Bush. <laughs> it was a lot. It, it was, was a lot. Because the thing about Sex in the City, when they decide, and I think we noticed that it's always Charlotte or Samantha when they don't have a real storyline for them, they go all in in creating a storyline that really makes no sense, and they yeah. go all in to make sure it makes no sense. But this was and a lot. Ridiculous. Like, poor yeah. Carrie. Carrie just had to deal with it. But my little side notes was like, you know, Miranda's bathroom is not gross. I really <laughs> appreciated that. You know, my bathroom phobia and Carrie's bathroom is disgusting. So <laughs> I'm truly grateful it was clean. But um, what is Samantha wearing to a one-year-old's birthday party? <laughs> yeah, it's not like Brady's going to remember. He's one. I understand, but... Uh, and I'm he's just... the only child there. <laughs> okay. Baby who's been around for, like, five seasons. He's... <laughs> I refuse to believe he's one, but yeah. Um, so um, we see Charlotte still watching the E! True Hollywood story. And listening to Elizabeth Taylor's life story has clearly put a battery in her back. And she gets up and gets dressed. And she looks phenomenal in a strapless pink dress. Um, She looks so good. She puts on her big chaise and she walks over to Miranda's apartment. I really like this. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, continue, continue. No, I really like this. Like, it was just a nice touch by the writers because, you know, in a time of grief or anything or during your downtimes or when everyone's feeling really sad, you just never know that one thing that's going to get you going. Like everyone yeah. thinks it's the regular thing. Like, you know, Karen said, let me make you tea. Let me make you this. It wasn't that who knew that it would be a Hollywood story yeah. that got her going. So I, it was nice. It was very, we see um, Debbie gushing to Miranda. She's like, Oh, this is nice. Like you and Robert, me and Steve, and uh, yeah, she's like really happy with how everything turned out. And I was like, oh, poor Debbie, because on the surface, I'd be happy too that everyone's in a nice, committed relationship and everyone seems happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Miranda gets a look on her face of panic. And then Robert comes over and says, oh, where's the cake? I'm ready to get my singing voice on. And Miranda squirms out of his hug and he's like, hey, like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, nothing. I'm just getting the cake. And then she walks into the laundry room where the cake is. 
And then Steve comes in not long after her and shows her that he got Brady like a candle that actually says number one instead of putting one regular candle. Mm-hmm. And she's staring at him and she says, I love you. And then she starts apologizing for saying she loves him and like for being a force of like chaos in his life since she met him. And he's just staring at her. And then he says, I love you. I know this is supposed to be romantic. I did not find it romantic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then Miranda asks about Debbie and he's like, eh, you're the one. Anyway, so I what mean, did you think of the scene, Tane? I mean, oh, first of all, I completely remembered it differently. I listen. The memory is a very terrible thing. From what I remembered, they got caught. So uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah. where that came from in my head, but uh, mm, but anyways, okay. Um, it was inevitable, and I don't know if it's feeling like. You've turned me a little on both of them because, you know, I was very high on Steve and Miranda and a little bit of you, a little bit of and just like that. And now I'm just like, uh, I didn't feel like, oh, but I guess they were supposed to be end game. So it's fine because it's like the whole Lawrence and Issa on Insecure. Yeah, I like them for end game. So when it happened, I'm like, yeah, it's meant to be. But. I didn't get the whole full song in my chest when it happened, but yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know, I just kept thinking, Steve, you almost escaped. <laughs> That's terrible. You're this close. This close. You almost escaped and you're being dragged back in. I don't know. I just found it even, I don't know. I just didn't think it was cute. I find it really hard. I know, okay, this sounds really bad mind and whatever, I'll own it. But for a cheating plot to work in my head, one of the party or the other parties have to be terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry for me to support it. If not, I just can't. I find it very hard to support. Like, I really can't. I'm really sorry. So, yeah, it just wasn't cute to me. Yeah. I know some people hate cheating storylines regardless, even if they're like, you could have broken up first, all of that. Yeah. But yeah, I need I need the other party to be terrible people and neither of them are. So I'm not with it. Yeah. yeah. I think the other part of it too was I was so focused on Steve's teeth. I don't think I noticed he has bad teeth. Really? Yes, I didn't notice. They, they were yellow and they had things. I was like, ooh. Sorry, mm-hmm. but it was just a distraction. But yeah. So um, we see Carrie finally meeting up with um alexander for their 1am dinner (laughs) and he is like giving her all kinds of food russian food and i don't know i need to be behave myself because i'm like why is she treating him like a science experiment have you not had like different food before but knowing carrie she probably goes as far as italian maybe sushi that's it so anyway, um, he tells her how he usually works all night, so meeting her at one isn't weird to him. And then she tells him she's a writer and writes a column. <laughs> he just looks at her and says, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now you've said he's an asshole, like in the future. I can see it, but in this episode, I'm taking it just this episode alone. I'm sorry, but this man is sweet in me. It is so funny to me. <laughs> It's so funny. Um, there was a scene that really, again, maybe it's me being sensitive, but he tries to teach her to pronounce his name correctly because she's saying Alexander, like we do in English, but he's like, it's Alexander. And he keeps getting her to try, but she does that thing where she's not trying at all. He even tries mm-hmm. to break it down for him, and he's like, oh, call me Bob. And then she really does start calling him Bob. And I know it's supposed to be cute in a bit. But sorry, as someone who's grown up with people fucking up my name my whole life, I didn't find it funny. And yes, I know I'm being sensitive, but it it was triggering. Because even now, I'm like, I say my name, like, I don't say my name as Nana to other Ghanaians. I feel like I've even made it easy to pronounce for people. And people still find a way to fuck it up. Or ask if they can shorten your name or call it something else. It's happened a lot in my life. So, 
it was triggering but yeah what did you think of it um i don't think it was i mean it was, it was already really annoying i don't think you're being sensitive i just think it's rude when you're not even gonna try yes. and you know we've always said it like americans can sometimes be self-centered where it's just like how we say it how we do it and that's the only way and we're supposed to succumb to how it's being done but if someone's telling you how to pronounce their name you can if you try i say this all the time if everyone took the time to learn arnold schwarzenegger's last name and pronounce it you can pronounce whatever you want to pronounce there's a greek actress um she's not so much uh relevant now but back in the days melina kanakaredis Everybody learned to pronounce that. Yeah. So it's possible. It's doable. When you choose to, it's a statement. And for Carrie, piling on a nothing is ever important or serious to her, it just makes it annoying. Yep. Even like, it's not that hard. It's just changing the Z sound to an S. Alexander. And he tries to break. And I'm just like, you're not even trying. But anyway, that's me putting my traumas, I guess, on it. Um, he also says um, she asked him where he's based and he's like oh he's lived like New York Moscow, London, Paris and then he says he likes New York because it's honest there's no fake big smile on its face (laughs) anyway so she then starts asking him about his partying days back in Studio 54 but he is not interested in giving her any kind of tea and says he rarely thinks about the past because <laughs> it's in the past and he likes to focus on today what can happen today tonight tomorrow and Carrie is clearly intrigued by him and then he gives her some tea which is sweetened by black cherries like they have back in Russia and then he tells her to eat some fruit she says she doesn't really eat fruit Hmm, should be a bit worrying and then he he, uh, just had to put a banana in her purse for later so she does and then he says is that a banana in your purse or are you just happy to see me which made me laugh it makes her laugh too and um yeah so I guess he can be funny we then see Samantha about to have sex with Smith her boobs look fantastic and she's wearing a really cool necklace that I loved and we get a voiceover that Look, there comes a point in your relationship when you decide if you're going to be truthful or not. <laughs> but Samantha clearly decides not to be. And she shows them that she's shaved off all her pubic hair. And then she tells them that she's a working woman and she doesn't have time for him to be down there looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Along the hair. And I was like, oh, Samantha, never change. <laughs> never change. Yep. So, you know, sorry, uh-huh. just no, a sidebar. If she made it back to and just like that, I am so curious what they would have done with her character. Because for someone whose personality was 95% about sex, I, mm. I, I'm curious to know what they would have done with that. Hmm, like how she would have changed, right? Yes. Like, what would... Because we don't know Samantha beyond the sex, to be quite frank with you. I mean, I know in the movies with the cancer and stuff, that was pretty much the closest we got to that. But beyond that, that was her personality for majority of the show. And then give and take that Kim Cattrall now is kind of religious and probably... Even if they wanted to keep it, because what is she going to be in the movies? Say, like, if you were 55, like in her 60s, I guess... Mm-hmm. no one's saying like you can't have sex in your 60s you can but i'm just saying like if she decided she didn't want to do all the sex scenes like she used to would they have just inferred it or I, I, it's just a curiosity what they would have done to be honest would they have made mm-hmm. her settle down would she have been okay with her choices or would they like you know not wanting to marry not wanting to have kids or would she have had to turn around it would have just been very interesting to see what they did with that because a lot of what they were doing was dependent on her age, she could still do that. Mm. That's an interesting. Okay, so let me ask you: If you were a writer, and then just like that, what storyline would you give Samantha? I would give her a. This is so left field. Yeah, I think she would still be like the cool aunt, the cool whatever. I mm-hmm. think it would be interesting to do 
like just because you're in your 60s doesn't mean you're dead like she's still dating and mm-hmm. there's like a whole whatever but what i would put as a curveball would be that she has like a nephew mm-hmm. or a niece that's with her that maybe i can't remember the family dynamic like maybe a relative that was kicked out or something Ooh. um due to them being like lgbtq and they were whatever yes. that and she was just like i am determined that this is not gonna happen and i'll stand up for them so it'll be a merge of that i would want her to be okay with her choices that she stands by not having kids she's okay with it they don't usually punish people through people unless it's miranda so I think we're pretty safe with that. So I, I want her to be okay with that. She's still thriving in her business. And now yeah. she's even mentoring people. But that would be the angle that would be the closest to having a kid or being responsible for someone that mm-hmm. keeps her kind of grounded without giving her That's a kid. That's so good. And I feel like that would have been, in my mind, a much more organic way to introduce more LGBTQ plus characters than yeah. what they did, whatever they did in that first season of it just like that. That would have made yeah. more sense to me, yeah. See, yeah. I would have thought maybe focus more on her career because I, I generally find like what she does so interesting and maybe come up with a workplace storyline for her, but I do much, much, much prefer your idea. That's yeah, really my, cool. my only thing with her work is her work required her to go to a lot of parties, a lot of openings, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, in your 60s, man, Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be a lot that she'll yeah. have to delegate. So I think maybe if from a delegation point of view where other people are doing it, but she's whatever, and then making her come to grasp, yeah, that still works. Making yeah. her come to grasp like I'm getting older, I really have to learn to delegate. I can't just go to all these parties like I used to. Yeah. yeah. Coming yeah. to terms with that. Oh yeah. You can still be a boss, but you don't have to be present in all that. And then learning to do business without her sexuality because that is part mm. of it. So, they yeah. should hire you, man. That <laughs> makes it so much more watchable. God <laughs> damn. It's now 3 a.m. and Carrie and Alexander. <laughs> Guys, I'm such a hypocrite because I'm not going to say his name properly now, but it's fine. You know, Alexander. that's funny because I was going to say, I thought it was Alexandra or so whatever he was it saying. It is Alexandra. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> but I'm going to say Alexander. Because I feel like I'm being pretentious. It's like when I say Paris instead of Paris. (laughs) Oh, why are we like this? Sorry. And then, um, yeah, they arrive at the gallery (laughs) to really see if the artist is there. And Carrie has left her entire purse in a cab. I'm like, Carrie Bradshaw, you are an OG New Yorker. How did this happen? Yes. I was like, that's weird. That was it is. characteristic. She doesn't play with her shoes and her purses. No. And you know that shit was expensive AF. So There's probably not a thing in it apart from that one banana. But, yeah. <laughs> but the purse itself. But okay, I'm choosing to see it as Alexander has um, shifted her axis. So she's a bit discombobulated. Because you could tell she doesn't know what to make of him. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Being kind. But he chases down the cab, like, jumping over trash cans or whatever. He's, you know, a ballet. Ballet dancers are athletes, right? Tom Cruise in that bitch. You know? Yeah, Yeah, and actually gets her purse back. And you can tell she's super impressed by this. So they go inside the gallery, and the woman is there. (laughs) still on her fast whatever if she was african they'd tell her she'd gone on a retreat to fast but anyway mm-hmm. um is it was it just my imagination or did she kind of look a bit smug at oh Carrie? she did she smirked okay i thought like did i did i picture that but yeah but no she smirked okay cool so yeah so um she thanks him for taking her out on this date and she said it's like one of the oddest dates she's ever been on and he asks her if she wants to spend the night with him basically and she declines but they kiss and then we get a voiceover saying that he tasted like black cherries and that's how the episode ends and I don't know if you're gonna agree with me but I feel like this was one of Carrie's better kisses because you know you have me watching her kisses now yes I felt like I could believe this kiss. <laughs> I think, what did you it was think one of her 
better kisses. And for all my thoughts about Alexander, yeah. whatever. Please, hey, take out the whatever. Okay, for all my thoughts about Alexandra, I think that the move he made, where he paid the driver and said, "I wanted us to say goodnight better," I thought that was that was a smooth move. That was, that yeah. was good. Yeah, that I was guess good. I should have mentioned that because it's it's a nice way of not putting pressure on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently, I'm gonna end up hating this. Like, hey, maybe I won't. Maybe just to be contrary, I'll I'll claim I love him. But so far, <laughs> I, I guess here's my thing. I don't. Okay, you might not hate him. Like I don't. Okay, I don't think it was like terrible. I do think his he was just missing a sensitivity chip. In the case where we don't like Carrie, it's kind of nice to see someone like give her reality check. But he could be really just cold about it, and that could be a cultural thing. Okay, I was just about yes. to say. I hope I don't sound offensive, but maybe it's just because he's Eastern European. <laughs> Because yeah. I just feel like um, I've had, like, growing up, obviously, not as much now, I'll be very honest with you, but I did have quite a few Eastern European friends growing up. And I felt like this was kind of normal. Even with Scandinavians, <laughs> I find that they're kind of like that, just very straight to the point. They yeah. don't do the whole Americanness of everything. British people are the worst at it <laughs> and never saying what they mean. So it does sometimes seem jarring when someone is so direct. So it could be cultural, but I guess we'll we'll be observing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so he's not like a terrible person. It's just like again, like for most of Carrie's relationship, I just don't think she's compatible with these people. Mm, mm. Hmm. This is sad, man. Because even big that we don't think she's compatible with, that's who we end up with. It's so funny because um Earlier today, actually, I was talking to a friend who was randomly watching Sex and the City, and she called me, and we were chatting, and she was like, oh, my God, <laughs> how did Carrie end up with Big? <laughs> she's like, this man has never rated her. He's just always been so horrible to her. Like, how did we even get to the end game? I'm like, this is so funny to me, because we were all caught up in the thrall of Big, because she also hasn't watched it in a long time. And yeah. how it's funny how we all came to the same conclusion. But isn't it nice that we've all grown? That big is no longer desirable to any of us. I think that's a plus, right? Yes. Every time you yes. see that, I feel like it's a setup because then I sound smug where I'm like, I'm... whatever. <laughs> smug in I, peace. I never liked this fan, so thank you guys for catching up. It's fine. But... You did. You knew better um... than the rest of us. It's fine. <laughs> You've earned it. I think. Um... <laughs> The other random thing, because you're right, I feel like there's a resurgence of people watching Sex in the City, or maybe we just notice it more because no, we're there's been a resurgence. I agree okay. with you. Especially on social media, I see everyone talking about it now. Okay. Yeah. Somebody made a comment that isn't it wild that most of these people don't know what the guys they talk about look like? Because now someone says something, you pull up his Instagram and you show him, yep. but they never actually met. They just tell them stories and that's it. Yep. And you have to take that word for it. Keep it Christian. Yeah. Oh, God, that is true. But, yeah, that is so true. It's so weird, like, how accessible everyone is and everything is now. It's, huh, it's interesting. Or yeah. even, like, even now, have you noticed, well, I don't know how true that is, but unless you really and truly want it to happen, I just even thinking of, like, watching stuff, like, back in the day when people reconnect with old flames, like, or people they used to date, like, years later, I feel like now, if you truly wanted to find somebody, you could, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, yeah. honestly, I even don't think it's like a social media thing. I think we take more useless pictures now. Back mm-hmm. in the day, we took pictures at events. Now, you could just be chilling with your person and take a selfie, and then you could easily just be like, oh, let me show you a picture. But back then, because we weren't really doing, or maybe just, I didn't take a lot of pictures back then unless it was an event and it was like a group thing. I didn't have a picture readily on hand, like, oh, here, look at this person. Unless we had gone to a party or something and I had developed it and you're like, here, look at this person, (laughs) what they look like. But now we have useless selfies, random true life. I'm Mm -hmm. doing nothing pictures that you can easily share in the show. Yep. Oh, man, this life. We've we've actually, you know what, we've lived through a lot of different things. I can't even lie to you. And we should be we should get an award. I don't care what anyone says. I mean specifically. 
95% of what we've lived have been in the last two years since 2020, but who's counting? I know, right? I don't <laughs> know why I happen. thought about it, but the other day I was genuinely thinking about, I remember life very clearly before cell phones were a regular normal thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I was like one of the first out of my friends to get a cell phone and I think I was like 14. I remember life so clearly, like, man... Like, I remember life before the internet was really common. It's crazy to me. I was watching Netflix on my phone, and I remember the days when I could never dare, because it was so, I hated looking up stuff on my phone, yeah. doing things on my phone, filling out forms, because it was so slow and so inconvenient. Yeah. And, and now I can do everything on here. And expensive, your data, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Man, anyway, sorry, sound like a bunch of old women. It's fine, we've embraced it. So, is there anything else you wanted to add, Hain? No, that's it. Okay, can you please tell the people where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on the Rewatch Times 2, that's T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H Times 2, and that's X2. That's our handle on Instagram, our handle on Twitter, and if you want to send an email, just add at gmail.com to that. And I want to say thank you guys so much. You guys have been leaving us a lot of very nice comments on social media. We really appreciate it. Very nice of you. And if you could please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we'd really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the first part of season six. And we'll see you next time for the second half. Bye. Bye, guys.